This is CNT Talk. Every week, two friends debate the issues of the ages as we agree to disagree. It's never politically correct, but it's always entertaining. Join us tonight so you can sound knowledgeable at work tomorrow. We're smacking you upside the head with the hammer of truth. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. We've got Tony back. He's in a weekend form. Yes. <laughs> you can probably tell from my, my voice is I don't even know what it's going to sound like. Some kind of uh, crypt keeper. I like so, it, though. Yeah. I like it. It's though. probably a better radio voice than my normal voice. You know, my wife's been watching Chicago PD, and there's a guy on there with a gravelly voice like you got right now. So I'm going to think you're Chicago <laughs> PD. Famous. Yeah. So I'm, famous. I'm, I'm fighting off the crud. <laughs> uh, I may have. Hacking coughs in the middle of my commentary. I'll riff. If I slump over and you don't hear me for five minutes, Chad will resuscitate me. Let's hope that's not the case. I'm also, I didn't take the NyQuil yet, so. Oh, yet. uh, Otherwise, yeah, I was going to guzzle a whole thing and come over and then just be completely loopy. Yes, and you have to drive home, so that would be bad. Right. So, talking about crazy, uh, as we always do on this show, the New Green Deal was officially. The Green New Deal. Is it different? What's the it's difference? It's not that. Well, because it's the. They, it's. You can't say oh, the sorry. new it's green deal. It's not the new deal. green deal because there was no original green deal. So this is the green. Well, but new they deal. also want to echo FDR. Come on. Oh, they, they want to echo FDR yeah. quite a bit. So you gotta get their, they got to get their messaging correct. There was. It was posted to AOC's website on. Was it Wednesday, I believe? But then it was pulled down immediately because it's craziness, pure craziness. Then it was reposted today, but with some changes. And then she denied, her spokesperson denied what was posted on Wednesday was actually from her. They said the Republicans right. put it up. Or maybe the Russians. <laughs> uh, it was probably the Russians. The Republicans the, put it up on her website. Right. Well, they, listen, yeah. they, they have the technology. <laughs> well, when you read it, I can understand why she might want to blame somebody. So she's likening this Green New Deal to World War II, the financial collapse, uh, I, I can't even, the Revolutionary War probably is in there somewhere, Civil War, like, Earth changing. We have to do right, this, we only ha- or we the world only, will die. Well, we only have eleven years. Apparently, well, you know, we're the clock to, keeps resetting. But now, now month. we only have eleven years. She's been in office for a month. Yeah, I mean, she wasted a month of that time. We that precious time we had. So let me just go over a few things that she wants to do. Get your reaction and see right. if I, yes. without laughing, obviously. And that, I know that's you've impossible. Read it. <laughs> um. So. She put out a FAQ that was later taken down, but we we have a copy because we're that good. Uh, she wants to build infrastructure to create resiliency against climate change-related disasters. Don't know what that means exactly. Is that like a giant biodome that stretches from know. California to I New don't York? No. I love this one, and I think this is feasible in her mind only. Repair and upgrade U.S. Inf- I'm sorry, yeah, repair and upgrade U.S. infrastructure. ASCE estimates this will be a 4.6 trillion dollars at minimum. 4.6 trillion dollars minimum. What is the debt? 19.9 million trillion dollars. Trillion. Right yes. So we want to add another fifth of that. Well, no, but here's the better part. Fourth of that. The better part is, you know, she's going to. Well, we'll talk about how she thinks she's going to fund this because I actually believe. Uh, that she thinks that the way you fund things is you just print more money. That's In fact, she's very kind of befuddled. Like, what, what's the problem? <laughs> I don't understand. We, we have those machines. We just print more <laughs> of the money. She wants to build energy efficient, distributed smart grids and ensure affordable access to electricity. I think those two do not go together. <laughs> well, ex- exactly. Those are, those are mutually inconsistent. <laughs> they do not work together, sir. Uh, Upgrade, this is a good one, upgrade or replace 
every building in the U.S. for state-of-the-art energy efficiency. Right. Now, read that again. Every, every building. building in the so U.S. That includes the one you're sitting in right now needs to be upgraded. Your house, your outhouse, your chicken coop, <laughs> every factory, every school, every hospital, every NPR studio. You go on and on. Now, just imagine, okay, because there's no totals attached to this. No, of course not. You might as well just say $1 million billion <laughs> for everything. It's and how would you even how would you even do this? So we want to level the entire country in the next ten years or eleven years, level the entire country and rebuild it from scratch. Right. With listen, what exactly? Stop, stop being a killjoy. Okay, (laughs) she has a dream. Yes, massively expand clean manufacturing, like solar energy, solar panel factories, wind turbine factories, battery and storage manufacturing energy-efficient manufacturing components, and remove pollution and greenhouse gas emissions from manufacturing. Right. So I'd like to vastly increase their production and reduce their, their emissions of greenhouse gases. Right. What was the, um, what was the thing that, the, uh, that the, 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 the Lorax and the Lorax that they made? <laughs> I don't remember Were they like was... the Sneed or yeah, something? I don't remember That's what, what she wants. To, she wants to have clean factories that make Sneeds. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Work with farmers and ranchers to create a sustainable pollution and greenhouse gas-free food system that ensures universal access to healthy food and expands independent family farming. I think the independent family farming is going to be a reality because we're going to have victory gardens everywhere. Right. Well, to, we're. To I eat. mean, we're going to be a, an agrarian society. That that that's what we're hurtling towards. This is fantastic. Okay, we're going right. Manufacturing, hunting, and gathering for our food. It would be awesome. Very authentic. Yes. Totally overhaul transportation by massively expanding electric vehicle manufacturing, build charging stations everywhere. <laughs> build everywhere. Out- <laughs> I mean, everywhere. Just in everywhere. Your, in your backyard. Yes. Build out high-speed rail to scale where air travel stops becoming necessary. Sure. Create affordable public transit available to all with gold replace every By combustion way, engine vehicle. Ma- Maisie Hirono, okay, the wackadoodle from Hawaii, uh-huh. she, even she wasn't down with the whole – it's like, wait a minute. How, how are they getting here? <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, oh, uh, wait. That's the, that's, that's, the, uh, that's the undersea monorail, yes. right? The Captain Nemo ride. Now, We're going to take that to Hawaii. What I will tell you is Nancy Pelosi hasn't said she'd sign off on this, but she was in D.C. for the State of the Union and in L.A. the next day. For a flight, for a concert, for something. So you couldn't do that with high-speed rail. Sorry, it's just not going to work. And then, you know what? The thing is, what is it with them with this high-speed rail? They they love – this is always their pet thing. Yeah. You know, what Have is it? Have they ever been on a train? I, I doubt it. <laughs> Well, again, that's going to be for the the police. Yeah, right. Yeah, she'll, she'll have like the I don't know, like the the hovercraft superhighway that goes above the high speed rail. <laughs> Mitigate long term health effects of climate change and pollution. What does that mean? I don't know. That's just what they want to oh, do. Oh, just they want to mitigate. Okay, good. Remove greenhouse gases from our atmosphere and pollution through afforestation, preservation, other methods of restoring our natural ecosystem. I think. I think. Plant trees that we should be able to build. A Dyson vacuum the size of like a continent, and <laughs> like then in we space can balls. and then we can suspend it, but from a thousand blimps, and then we can suck all of the greenhouse gases out. Because I think that's pretty much how she believes greenhouse gases Just work. Go anyway. watch Spaceballs from nineteen eighty six. They get the big vacuum cleaner right. that pulls out right. all the we, atmosphere. Listen, yep, we can do it, Chad. <laughs> we just we just put. Every last Gov- dollar what, what we have. What is that phrase? Government is just a word for the things that we all do together, including building a continent-sized Dyson vacuum. Uh-huh. She wants to restore 
all are damaged and threatened ecosystems, like my pocketbook, apparently. Like with a wand? Like, what, what, how is poof, this going to work? Poof, it's there, it's done. Your magic, it brings me joy to have right. The Delta smelt has recovered. There are now albino tigers frolicking in Iowa. They're all back. Yeah, they're all back. That's going to work out well for the residents. Clean up all the existing hazardous waste sites and abandoned sites. Okay. Okay, I'm, I'm fine sure. cleaning them up. That's a good thing. Right. Identify new emission sources and create solutions to eliminate those emissions. Wait, new emission? Is this like the flux capacitor? Yes. If or we the, find out a new energy source, or, we can shut it down is, now. What is the enterprise? The dilithium crystals? Yes, it is. I'm giving it all she's got, Captain. <laughs> Make the U.S. the leader in addressing climate change and share our technology, expertise, and products with the rest of the world to bring about a global green right. new day. That is awesome. Share our new technology. There's she also has social and economic justice and security. Oh, wait a minute. There, see, there, there always more. has. You can't avoid the social and economic justice. Massive federal investments and assistance to organizations and businesses participating in the Green New Deal and ensure that the public gets a return on that investment. <laughs> wait, so does she understand, like, the public? So this is like this infinite feedback loop. The public is the one that's funding yes. the one million billion trillion kajillion dollars. We're gonna give it to the businesses. We're gonna give it, it and they're gonna give it back, and the public's gonna do better. Well, she cites a reference that the interstate highway system receives six dollars back for every dollar they spend. Right, and we know historically that the government is known for fiscal responsibility. Of course, they for, are for coming in under budget on all projections and for hyper competency. That's mm -hmm. the government. In every scope I'm not sure why yes. we haven't done this sooner, Chad. This woman, this woman has had an epiphany that is going to change the she, space of the world. She woke up one day and realized this. Ensure the environmental and social costs of emissions are taken into account. Okay. All right. You know what that is? Oh, yeah. What, what's that? Why? Well, no, that, that's, the, that's carbon tax. Yeah. Well, she said they don't want carbon tax. They want to, they want to be carbon neutral by 2030. Well, that's what everyone who promotes carbon taxes says. Doesn't work. They're all carbon neutral, <laughs> right? That's what they say. Because it's the new, it's the new socialist math. That's Makes, that's how that works. That's how it works. Provide job training and education to all. To all is this the part where they still say um, provide jobs to people even if they're unwilling, unwilling to work? To oh, no, work. no, no, pay, no. You're going to provide them with a living wage, if, even if they're unwilling to work, which seems only fair. I mean, why should people be forced to work? Yeah, I'm just trying to see if it's written here. I read that somewhere, but I can't yeah, that was part here. of the original. Maybe that was the one that the Russians planted. Yeah. Invest in R and D of new, clean, renewable energy technologies. Yet, great, right? Doing direct Flubber. investments in frontline and deindustrialized communities that would otherwise be hurt by the transition to prioritize economic benefits. Wait, you there. wait, you think there would be some communities that would be hurt by wait eliminating all fossil fuels, <laughs> all factories? It would be like a few people, right? Just well, a plus, we can put them to work. Um, Sweeping know, up make, after the other. Making placards for the uh, pink hat marches, right? I, I don't know. Use democratic and participatory processes led by frontline and vulnerable communities to implement Green New Deal projects locally. Wait, I, what are the what are the frontline and vulnerable communities? Those are the ones where you're taking away all the other sources of income. No, no, I don't think no, I don't think that's oh, what it means. You don't think that's what it means? Oh, no, no, oh. no, no. I think that means the vanguard, right? Oh, I, I'm pretty sure. The vulnerable communities. I mean, that's that's the code for... All of the, the grievance groups. 
Oh, well, that could be. Right? We got to let them let be them at the first. forefront of this glorious revolution. Well, that goes to the next one. Ensure that all Green New Deal jobs are union jobs <laughs> that pay prevailing wages and hire we gotta, local. We got to throw that sop to the unions, baby. We got Yeah, no more of this voluntary stuff. No more right to work. Here's my favorite. Guarantee a job with family sustaining wages. Doesn't it also say a pension? That's later. Okay. Guarantee a job with family sustaining wages. So it's not bad enough that I give you a job. I have to give you a job that pays you well enough to live off of because that's my what, responsibility. What somehow. is the family sustaining wage? Not clear. To be determined. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll figure right. it out. We'll when, let you know. You'll know it when we tell you what right. it is. And you know what? I have a feeling that it's never going to be quite sustaining enough. No. It's always going to be more. Protect right of all workers to unionize and organize. Gee, do they not have that right now, Chad? I, I'm not. I'm not quite following that. Well, I think Walmart would say they has, don't. Has uh, the Supreme Court banned the right to unionize? I don't believe so. No. Huh. No. Yeah. Strengthen and enforce labor, workplace health and safety, anti discrimination, and wages and hour standards. They really get that wages in there, don't they? A couple. Times. You know. Uh, by the way, we seem to have veered into areas that don't seem to have a lot to do with the green portion of this. Now we're in the social progressive justice. social justice yeah. portion. I don't really see how that all goes together. Well, but I, I don't have my PhD in intersectionality, so I don't I don't understand well, all of this. Sixty two mm. people in Congress have signed on to it. So right. obviously it's the same thing. Enact and enforce trade rules to stop the transfer of jobs and pollution overseas and grow <laughs> domestic manufacturing. I like that too. So this is again, these are the people that that are going to require what, what's the word they keep saying? Massive. I wish they would change it up and say like gargantuan. Yes. Colossal. Large but, amounts of stuff. So the people that are going to impose to infinity and beyond taxation to fund these programs are then mad that wealth flees to other places. And now they're but now we're going to impose a rule that you can't do that. You can't take it away. Sit you here and take that. your castor oil. It's for the good of the globe. That's what it's coming to. Ensure public lands, waters, and oceans are protected and eminent domain is not abused. Oh, like it I, is now. Well, wait. I'm, I'm surprised they only said that it's not abused. See, here's the thing. That's because they have uses for eminent domain, mm-hmm. right? So they don't want to for, foreclose that Correct. entirely. They like it when it's They might want to use that to build, uh, I don't know, like uh, – you know, another UN somewhere on like on Exxon's that. property or something like that. that. Yes. Yeah. Obtain free, prior, and informed consent of indigenous peoples. Free, free? prior, and so they can't give it under coercion. They have to get it before you screw them to do what? To let them build casinos? What, what really are we talking about here? For any purpose, apparently. For any purpose? Okay. Ensure an economic environment free of monopolies and unfair competition. Ooh, now see, here's the thing. Google I wonder. And, I was going to say, yeah, I wonder whether like they that. ran that by Google. I don't think so. I'm not sure. They may have a bit of an issue. Well, there, there can always be an exception. It's the bad monopolies. Yes. Just just change to say the bad monopolies. Yes. If you vote Republican, you're a bad monopoly. Right, right. If you vote Democrat, you're a good right. monopoly. <laughs> Provide high-quality health care. Housing, economic security, and clean air, clean water, healthy food, and nature to all. So you're going to give them all Can education, we have- jobs, high-paying jobs, and basically protect them in a bubble right. can, forever. Can I have a silky pony, too? You cannot. Why? Because that would be your Republican well, oh, but, but I mean, how about how about someone who's on the approved list? They they should certainly that be able to be. have a silky pony. Here's one of the questions. Isn't this going to cost a lot of money? 
The level of investment required is massive. Even if every billionaire and company came together and were willing to pour all of the resources at their disposal into this investment, the aggregate value of the investments they could make would not be sufficient. Oh, and, and when she says would not be sufficient, let me – for those – because, again, <laughs> they rely on people being innumerate. So the, the, the tax that she proposes on all of the wicked rich people, the 70 percent, that would raise $700 billion. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to give Elizabeth you a sense Warren's of the scale. Warren's was 3.6 right. trillion. So, so the gazillion T, billion T, trillion T amounts that they need, this is sort of like a penny, and you need to get to the top of Mount Everest by stacking them. The amount provided by the rich people would be the first penny. Yes. And then we would have to come up with the rest. Again, get those printing presses running. And again, not just for one year. For all years right. following, listen, with no actual revenue source to produce. I feel that. like I feel like you're not being constructive. I am you know, not. you're just being negative. I will we, not. we want people that are going to help us find solutions and not just throw up roadblocks, Chad. So I really am bummed out that you're so not on board with this. They want to close all nuclear power plants, right? Within now, ten years, and not re- and replace them with solar, wind, right. water, yeah, unicorn dust, right? Something of the sort. They said, how will we pay for it? The same way we paid for the New Deal, which we didn't, the 2008 bank ballot, which we're still paying for, an extended quantitative Does she Wait, the same way we paid for the New Deal, is she suggesting that we start a massive war? Well, she did say it's just like when we paid for World War II where we we increased the number of planes we did by a conventional amount, but that that was because we were fighting for our lives. (laughs) You're willing to divert things to fight for your life. We are fighting for our lives now, Chad. It's even worse. It doesn't feel like it's the the polar vortex is the Nazis. It's exactly the same. Doesn't feel the same, does it? That's because feel the same to you. That's because you're in denial. Well, in her own words, two different interviews, real quick clip. Are you prepared to put on the table that Yes, actually, they're right. What this requires is massive government intervention. It does. It does. Yeah, I have no problem saying that. Uh, uh, I think one one way that the right does try to mischaracterize uh, what we're doing as though it's like some kind of massive government takeover. <laughs> so on on her own little to her people, right? No, no, no. It's it's going to be well, massive. No, no. It's not, I love it's the massive. fact. I love the fact she says, "Well, I have no problem doing that." Of course you don't. You're a Marxist. <laughs> exactly. Why do you mean? Of course you have no problem doing that. You you want the government to control everything. Yes. Now, here, a couple of points. I mean, this is obviously, there's, there's several things here. The fact that there are people, number one, who elected this person, mm. but number two, who are in the leadership of that party, mm-hmm. who will not immediately say that she needs to be put in the, you know, the men in the little lab coats will come and take her to a nice... Maybe maybe they'll take her to Cuba. Mm. I hear they have really good health care there. They can health care for all. Right. She'll, she'll be very, very pleasantly taken care of down there. The fact that people are pretending to even take this seriously. All the Democratic presidential candidates have signed right, on to this. Right. So demonstrating <laughs> – because here's the thing. If Donald Trump ever proposed something even one iota this moronic, this fundamentally ridiculous, he would properly be – um, scorned and mocked from coast to coast. Justly so. And yet this person is supposedly the rising star, one of them, of one of the two major political parties in this country. I, I mean, you, you really sort of, you have no words left to describe this. No. Idiotic and moronic is I mean, but it's words. beyond that. I mean, it is, 
it's complete fantasy. In fact, it's it's put out there. We're all now in this sort of kabuki theater. We're we're pretending, even the people who are allies, pretending that this is not the most absurd thing they've ever heard. It's like it's like something you would like a, a four year old would call. That's excellent, Johnny. Yes. Excellent idea. Yes. And the and the media, right? They're, None of they're them looking it up like it's the greatest thing um, ever. Heard. You want to eliminate. All fossil fuels in the next eleven years. Ten years. What are we going to use? You, are you propo- like? Are we going to be Mad Max? Like we're going to have the, you know, the getting There's the gasoline. The oil. There's the oil. Don't pull it out of the ground. Don't. It's there. We know it's there. We could use it. We know how to use it. Don't pull it out of the ground. Your proposal is to regress us to around like the mid nineteenth century. I feel as though the rest of the world read this and laughed heartily. Hey, you're not going to get that oil? Okay, we'll take it. It's We're not going to grab la- that. I mean, so it is really, it's hard to overstate how we have come to a place in our political culture where a person like this, now, of course, people will say this about Trump, but here's the thing. You can hate on Trump all you want about his personality and he's wicked and he's the Kaiser and all this other stuff. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, Trump has never articulated anything close to this let me use the word, massively idiotic, okay? And it says something very bad about her, our, our politics that, again, someone like this is not immediately uh, relegated to, I don't know, where, wherever they have the mail room or the, I don't know, the ball-bearing counting room or whatever, whatever she can do. But the fact that she is treated seriously on the public stage or, at a minimum, not confronted at all with the absurdity uh, of any of this is just, and that all these other people who are their presidential candidates are signing on to this. This like, is just amazing. It's like she's leading them around, and they go, "Oh, we got to do this because she's the darling of the Democratic Party." Jerry Crowley should ask for a recall vote because this he lost to this. He yeah. lost to this nutbag. I don't think Jerry Crowley is a great representative, but he lost to this. You got to go. What did I do wrong to lose to? We're that? going to eliminate all. Internal combustion vehicles? By 2030. Well, and here's the other part of this, because I actually was had a conversation with uh, someone who was, let's just say, a little bit more uh, enthusiastic about this proposal. Wow. And the comment was basically, well, look, yeah, maybe it's misguided, but, you know, they're just really trying to do good things. And I said, no, no, I said, wait a minute. Actually, and this is fundamental to their project, they're not trying to do good things. They're trying to force you and me to do, quote unquote, good things. This is not about do-gooderism. This is about power. Mm -hmm. They are not content for themselves and all of their cronies living in their, uh, I don't know, their flux capacitor powered villages. That's fine. You want to you want to go back to the 1850s and, and live like an indigenous person in a mud hut and farm your own, I don't know, radishes. Yep. Great. But 1850s still was putting pollution in the air. That's true. <laughs> we have to go back further. We probably have to go back to like, like the 17th century, At literally. Least, yeah. But no, no, the project is not just we want to do good. It's we're going to force you, compel you using the government mm-hmm. to implement what we demand. And if you don't, you will be made to conform and you will be punished. So ultimately, while we can laugh at this, underlying every bit of this is pure authoritarianism. We will mobilize the government if you stand in our way 
you will be pushed aside. Your property will be taken. Your money will be confiscated. This is their project. Mm-hmm. Well, the, it's carrot and stick, and the carrot didn't work, so they use a stick. Well, wait, there never has been a carrot. Well, What's they the claim carrot? a carrot. Altruism to recycle. That's Altruism not a to reduce your carbon footprint. You all saw Al Gore's in- Inconvenient Truth. You didn't act, so we're going to act right, for exactly, you. Right, exactly, exactly. Because it was supposed to be over by now. We know best. You're not entitled. Right. You're not entitled to live your own life the way you we see We know fit. better than you. Right. We, yeah. we know better than you, and we will force you. Sure. This is, this is why. It's... This is the inevitable. You want to talk about progress? This is how socialism always progresses. The arc of history? Yes. The arc of history <laughs> bends towards Mini or maxi totalitarianism. Yeah. That's exactly what these people are about. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're not at the Stalin stage. Not, but you know what? Here's the deal. Only from lack of opportunity. I can guarantee you that there is a number of these people, because they've already expressed it, people like Robert Kennedy, who wants to throw climate people aren't on board in jail. If you really hook these people up to truth serum sodium pentothal and said, listen, since the fate of the world is at stake, if you had to make the choice and someone's opposing it, well, you know what? We might have to get rid of them. We just might, yeah. you know, oh, maybe we won't kill them, but we might have to put them in jail somewhere, like in China, right? Like yeah. in Cuba. Makes sense Look, to me. the dissenters, the wreckers, right? Yeah. The wreckers, like in the Soviet Union. If you can't get along with the communist project, you got to be moved on. So this is Robert Reich, former Secretary oh, of yes. Treasury. He said today, anyone who has a billion dollars either exploited a monopoly that should have been broken up, got inside information unavailable to other investors, bribe some politicians, or inherited the money from their parents who did one of the above. So if you've got money, well, but here's obviously the thing. you stole it. But here's it. the thing. Why the arbitrary standard of a billion dollars? What if you have $300 million? Does that still apply? Someone should ask Robert Reich, because you know what? Robert Clinton's Reich is due. worth Robert Reich is worth probably multiple millions of dollars. I'm not sure how he made all this money other than toadying up to people in political power. So someone needs to ask Robert Reich, where's the cutoff where you can say, no, no, those people legit. I'm sure he's within it. Oh, I'm yeah. sure George Clooney is. By the, the number's way, always higher than what someone, they have. Someone should inform Oprah. Yes. Um, someone should inform Tom Steyer. See, I wonder if he was confronted with uh, – someone should inform George Soros. Now, actually, Soros, that would apply to him. Yeah. Um, what's the cutoff there, Bob? A dollar more than I have. Right. A dollar more than – oh, and my friend over there who has $100 million more than me yes. and Steven Spielberg and yes. Bill Gates. Does that apply to Bill Gates? Apparently. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't think he's going to name names or set a cutoff. No, but it's ludicrous to say – if you've got money, you obviously did it improperly. And everybody who has made money in their life, whatever number you want to use, is obviously improperly uh, gained that money and therefore it should be taken from them. Because they shouldn't have that money. It should go to other people. Right. Except for me. I should get to keep all my money because I'm good with it. Right. I, I'm only worth $10 million, yes. So, I mean, I clearly work the sweat of my brow. Well, you're going to hit the 70% tax bracket if AOC gets her way. So you don't want to be a 10000000 million. You want to be 9 9 Right. If you can help yourself. On that. Just yeah. something to think about. So we move from one ludicrous group of idiots to Virginia. Um, I don't know. We didn't talk last week. I did give a little blurb on Governor Northam. Back then it was just Governor Northam. Now apparently it's the entire leadership of the state of Virginia. <laughs> uh, the entire Democratic leadership of the state of Virginia. Lots of shoe polish was available. Um, apparently women didn't always go willingly with Lieutenant Governor. Now, again, those are allegations. Unproven well, allegations to this but point. Remember, but remember, we're we're now playing with the new rules. We're so, playing with the Kavanaugh so rules. Yes. If, if this is the these are the rules, then we believe all women. And except 
when they were accusing the Democrats. Right. No, that's the thing. <laughs> See, they don't like being held to their own rules. So sure. it was perfectly fine for them. No due process. We believe all women when it related to Brett Kavanaugh, even though there was actually nothing. There was not even any discernible fact that could support this allegation. Apparently, I haven't even paying attention to this. Two. There's two women now. There. I don't. You know. The second one's more credible than the first. And the first one was. Fairly credible because she's a Democrat Here's who doesn't want to. One of my party. favorite parts of this, other than the uh, the hoisting on their own petard, is the, the the bit where Northam first comes out. And by the way, one thing to point out here is, and again, I'm not, see, I don't like the culture that the left has created. I agree. I don't like this witch hunting for what did you put in your seventh grade yearbook? Yeah. I, I said last week. I don't think he should resign for the picture if he's truly changed. I should resign for the what he said about infanticide. Right, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. So I don't like this, but I enjoy the fact that the people that have now created these rules selectively only to be enforced against their opponents are now facing the same consequences. But what I found hilarious and almost just unimaginably pathetic is when he first comes out, and he was a 25-year-old medical graduate, medical student. So he's not a child anymore. Okay. Mm -hmm. But, and he says at first he apologizes because he's one of the people in the picture. He's either the Klansman or he's the black. And he can't remember which or can't can't remember which, but then, but then like the next day or the day after he says, you know what? Upon much reflection with my family, I have concluded I'm not actually one of the people. It wasn't me. Now, (laughs) wait, what? You know what happened? You know what happened? He sat down with one of his minions who said, listen, listen, that was a bad move. They can't see it's a it's a hood and yeah. and a, like a black. They can't tell who it is. Yeah. So you got to you got to say it's not you. Ooh, but one little mistake. Every person in that book submitted the pictures for the yearbook. So he submitted the pictures that they put on his page. Right. So if it wasn't him, why would you submit the picture? But, I, but I mean, what sort of what, did you go into some like sensory deprivation tank? Like what what happened? You you had, you know, yes, I admitted that th- this was me. But actually, when I thought more about it, I've, I've concluded. Well, I, I got I figured it out. I it was it, out. it was a re- it was a false repressed memory. And through psychoanalysis or electroshock therapy, I've realized, no, it actually wasn't. It was him. One of those pictures. But he's realized through the years that's not the person he is today. So therefore, it wasn't him because the person he is today is not the person he was then. Right. And I think, so I think the rules of identity that works. Like yeah. you, you can go back in time. If that's not who you are today, sure. Then that like that would work for murder too. Like sure. I'm I'm rehabilitated. That I killed isn't him yesterday, me. but today that I'm isn't different. me anymore. No. I, I identify as a non murderer. Yes, right? I exactly. identify as a non racist now, so I can't have been a racist. Apparently not. Yeah. Apparently not. So even the Democrats were calling for his expulsion for the picture, not for wanting well, to kill babies. And the only reason they're calling for his expulsion is because they realize, well, geez, you know, we can't keep clubbing the Republicans with this unless we actually – this is very unfortunate. We're going to have to sacrifice this guy. Yeah, but who do they sacrifice? Because then the lieutenant governor is right, under sexual assault. Right, but now assault. he's embroiled. Eventually, I think – And the, the attorney general the did fourth, blackface too. The fourth too. guy in line is a Republican. <laughs> they so they're like that. They're going to have to stop their sacrifices at number three. <laughs> no like, matter – We can't do this. I mean, he, he may have eaten several children. It doesn't matter. They're going to have to defend him. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. So you wanted to talk about the infanticide a little bit or not? Well, no, I, this is yet another thing that's kind of been buried because the media will never report on this. But uh, New York has, has already passed a law mm-hmm. that basically allows uh, a woman to terminate her child uh, full term up to literally crowning. Yeah. Okay. And in fact, actually beyond crowning, born alive after a botched abortion. And they, and they cheered this. Mm-hmm. Now, I want you to think about something. 
Uh, Kermit Gosnell. Hmm. Okay, the yes. famous butcher in Philadelphia movie, who is yeah. now serving multiple, I think, life sentences As for killing should. hundreds, if not thousands, of mm-hmm. babies who for uh, who, who he aborted late term by literally snipping their spines now, with I wanna, scissors. I want to say this: late term is a non medical term. I read this. No, that's a, that's purely invented by the Supreme Court, right? And the and, and the the, <clears throat> the visit, physician in New York who's supporting the New York change. Said that's a late term. Is that's a totally made up term? It doesn't mean anything. The conservatives brought that up. I'm like, well, well maybe okay, they did, maybe they did. Maybe that I don't term know. doesn't mean anything. But, but we all we, know what it means. We actually have the ability to, to monitor what's going on yeah. in the womb. Yeah. So in any event, what you need to understand now is Kermit Gosnell, who is serving multiple life sentences, I believe, for murdering hundreds, if not thousands, of mm-hmm. babies in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, could have been operating his. Uh, abattoir in New York and would not would be free and clear and be perfectly legal with everything that he was doing. Mm -hmm. So Virginia, uh, following up on their, you know, the example of New York, tried to pass a a similar law. And that law also would have allowed uh, a, a baby which was unsuccessfully aborted and survived. So now we have a living child outside the womb. Um, to be murdered. Mm-hmm. And when Northam was asked about this, and this is, you really need to I listen. I have the clip if you want. Do you have the clip? Have Let's the play clip. the clip because this is about as Orwellian you, yep. as you can get. Involved. Um, there are, you know, when we talk about third trimester uh, abortions, these are done uh, with the consent uh, of obviously the, the mother. With oh, the yes, obviously. Uh, of the physicians, more than one physician, by the way. Um, and it's done in cases where there may be severe deformities. It's a lie. There may be a, yep. a, a fetus that's non-viable. You're lying. So you're in lying, this particular you're example, uh, if a mother is in labor, I can tell you exactly uh, and he's what a would pediatrician, happen. By the, um, way. the infant would be delivered. Uh, the infant would be kept comfortable. Kept uh, comfortable. The infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. Yeah. And then a discussion would ensue discussion. between the physicians and the mother. So. So I think this was really blown out of proportion. Uh, but again, we want the government not to be involved in these types of decisions. We want the decision right. to be made by uh, the the mothers and their providers. And and this is why, Julie, that legislators, most of whom are men, by the way, shouldn't be telling a woman right. what she should and Those shouldn't men be doing with her can't body. Make, men can't make moral distinctions. No. Okay. I think you need to understand that is evil. Mm. Okay. What that man just said is evil. You could have heard that exact description at Bergen-Belsen. Yep. Okay? Nazis. They will be made comfortable, and then we will have a discussion about which showers they will be going into. Mm-hmm. Okay? Made comfortable. Understand what he's saying. This is a baby that is now outside the womb. And by the way, it doesn't even matter that the baby is outside the womb. Um, David Harsanyi, who writes for The Federalist, and he's been really fantastic on this issue, posed the question. He basically said... I want someone to explain to me the moral difference between what this law proposes, essentially murdering an infant who's now outside the womb and walk who's and walking into a NICU, a baby that is the same gestational age and injecting poison directly into its body because because remember the standard under this. I was saying this is a lie. All of the research on this, and by the way, this is a research that's also been done by the Guttmacher Institute, which is very left-leaning, very pro-abortion. All of it suggests that contrary to the spin by these people, almost all late-term abortions have nothing whatsoever to do with deformities, with the life of the mother. They are entirely elective, and they are based not on 
physical danger, but on emotional stress. And that's one of the categories which swallows all other categories. So literally, if the mother says, I'm to term, my baby is crowning, I'm having emotional stress, that is a justification. These people are advocating infanticide. And by the way, I'm glad that the mask is finally off. You might as well come out and say it because really, we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. You can read an ultrasound. We don't even have to talk about our, the Christian conception, uh, the Christian idea that life begins at conception. You're telling me that at what? How many weeks? Uh, 48, 50 weeks. Yeah, 48. That, that, that's something that's not alive. Right? So it never mattered to begin with. But you have people here who are now actively defending, and it, it makes it good because it's so stark. Baby born, we tried once, we will make it comfortable, and then we will have a discussion about murdering it. And if that discussion happens to be, yes, the mother wants to murder her baby, we're perfectly fine with that. And, and I think that's the problem. I, I couldn't do math there. It's 37 weeks approximately, right. like 48 weeks. That would be almost a year. But you're exactly right. This is finally what wasn't it supposed to be infrequent it was supposed to be safe legal and rare now it's unsafe we don't really care whether it's legal because everything is legal and rare is completely out the window in fact we cheer right we have have websites celebrating abortion yes now look you and i have talked about this before when it comes to um sort of the political remedy for this People can be all over the map, okay? In other words, I actually am in favor. I am not in favor of the Supreme Court deciding this. Uh, Roe v. Wade was, before, state, was a travesty. I want, it to, I want the states, the people of each state, look, if they want to decide this in California differently from Pennsylvania, that's the way this should work. And that's the reason that the left doesn't want it to work that way because they never get what they want. So on the political uh, side of this, that's my approach. But from the the moral side of this, I have no patience for people who who want to say, well, look, you know, you're making too much of this issue. And like I hear people talking about tactics all the time, like, Mm -hmm. you know, tactically, it's not a good idea. This is evil. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, look, you the other the pushback to this is, oh, well, you know, you conservatives, you Republicans, you're only for life when it's in the womb. And then you won't support these programs and help keep people alive. Okay, we can have that conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, I disagree. I think it's a completely false premise because usually the objection to these programs is not that, oh, you're keeping people alive. No, they're they're actually not working and they're not really helping keep people alive. And there's a much better way to do this. It's about means. It's not about ends. Mm -hmm. Say there's no conservative I know who doesn't support a social safety net. Right. We need to be able to I, I really want and Trump might be the guy to do this. He should continue to call this out for what it is. We have an entire political party in this country, the Democratic Party, and you know I have a lot of friends who are Democrats, a lot of Christians who are Democrats. They need to reckon with the fact that their party supports murdering babies. Yes. Okay, and this isn't just about oh the first no no murdering babies outside the womb, and they will gladly defend that using the most perverse euphemisms. Mm-hmm. And it's time to say, look upon what they support and decide if you can actually vote for a party that will talk like this guy. You can't. Hillary Clinton said in 2016, outside the womb is murder. That was two years, almost three years. They can't say that anymore. Right. But that's what she said running for president. Outside the womb is murder. Does not the state take the side of the victim? I mean, what's the time frame? And they're not clear on this. 
So how long is this discussion last about whether or not to kill the child? As, as long as the woman wants. This is, is remember, it days? the is standard, it the is standard it? here is, and remember, the, the rubric also used to be my body, my choice. Well, sure. that doesn't apply anymore. Even under that ridiculous artificial standard, well, now it's an entirely separate body. It ain't in your body anymore, right. but apparently it's still your choice because yeah. this is entirely about – the woman has complete and unfettered control over what she wants done, and that can be up to and including. By the way, why are we prosecuting women for drowning their three-month-old infant in a bathtub? Yeah, or leaving them in a garbage. Maybe it was can. causing her emotional distress. What is the difference? There is none. None. There is no logical end to this. Well, there's position. a doctor involved in this discussion, so therefore it's different. In right. Opinion. Right. Okay. But we we've talked about this in the past, and our Dr. Fia has. Reared up different times. You can't be an in, you can't be a one issue voter. But I would say this issue, the Supreme Court, well, first the of taxation, all, the border, fine. all I'm, those things. Those are multiple issues. I'm not totally one issue. fine if you want to be a one issue voter. I, I mean, am too. Okay, but he but, th- doesn't think you can do that. But I, you brought up how can you vote for a party that on the national level supports this? Now that's Virginia. In New York. Here, here's what I have a real problem with is when I hear the lamentations of people who are constantly talking about Donald Trump said another vicious tweet. And let's even go. Donald Trump was separating children from their parents at the border. Donald Trump was very mean to that diplomat. Donald Trump favors policies that are bad. You're going to you're going to become outraged about all these things mm-hmm. and you're somehow going to ignore the fact that we have a party that is unapologetically supporting murdering babies mm-hmm. outside the womb. Mm-hmm. They will defend that to the death because abortion is their holy sacrament. And they simply can't. That will be moved as far as it needs to be moved because they will never recant on any of that. So I really have no patience. I don't want to hear anything about the immorality of Donald Trump when you are supporting a party that stands for that. I just don't want to hear it. You have no credibility whatsoever, none. Can I read a tweet from Donald Trump today? So today Elizabeth Warren, sometimes referred to me as Pocahontas, joined the race for president. Will she run as our first Native American presidential candidate, or has she decided that after 32 years that is not playing so well anymore? See you on the campaign trail, Liz, capitalized trail. He's being castigated by Dr. Fee and others because they think that trail refers to the trail of tears the Indians. Yeah, the I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like, sorry. That, that's you're good. reading into it. That's sorry. completely absurd. But that's what you're talking about. You're being you're fixating on your hatred for Donald Trump and you're glossing over the fact that the opposing party is made up of people like Governor Northam. That, yeah, that's what they advocate. And Governor Cuomo, same thing. And by the way, by the way, where are the progressive Christian leaders? OK, I hear all of these calls from Christians on the left saying we need to stand up. We need to be heard. We need to do something about Donald Trump. Fair enough. Okay, okay. fair enough. There's sure. a lot of things. There's yep. a lot of things to not like about Donald Trump. Where is the prominent progressive Christian leader who is standing up in the wake of this and saying no longer can this be tolerated? I haven't heard I, anybody. Have you heard anyone? No. No, I'm sure Northam this is. resigned for the picture, not for that Look, statement. Look, I'm sure. I mean, we're not in every pulpit in America. No. I'm talking about prominent people on the left who are in the public eye, who are well-known, and we could go down the list of who those people are, mm-hmm. okay? I have yet to see an editorial or some public comment that's been disseminated saying, time out, this cannot be countenanced. Correct. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Christian. 
I'm for social justice. I like a lot of the projects the Democrats support, but this is evil and cannot stand. I haven't heard from Can anybody. you show me anyone who has done that? I can't because I haven't seen anything. And I, I don't see, I don't read everything, but I read a lot of stuff from a lot of different places. And I haven't heard the anybody from a Christian perspective say, no, we shouldn't do this. I've heard people defend New York. I've heard people defend North and before the what blackface I, What comment. I normally hear is, you know what, it's bad strategy for Christians to get this worked up. Yeah, yeah, abortion is bad. We don't like it. It's immoral. But there's other ways to go about it, and you're too strident, and the culture wars don't make sense. And by the way, you again, you don't care about the kids once they're born. All deflection. Mm-hmm. I want someone to grapple with this heinous immorality front and center who says they care about all these awful things that Donald Trump is supposedly doing. Mm-hmm. I, I, 100% agree with you. I, I, There's no excuse for every Christian should stand up and say that. I don't care what your political bent is. There should be – this cannot stand. This is evil. It's wrong and should not happen. And you cannot – Cuomo – Andrew Cuomo could not stand up there as a practicing Catholic and cheer the fact that he can abort right. life. And here's the thing. Reasonable people – okay, we're dealing with Christians and non-Christians here, people from all over the spectrum. So we can – you know, the Overton window, right? We can talk about – we can have a discussion, a heated discussion about abortion within the, the – again, the, the trimester kind of notion. And should it be permissible in the first trimester and under what circumstances? Okay, that is a public policy debate. Now, you and I are both – obviously, we know where we stand on this because mm-hmm. I'm an absolutist when it comes to that. Yes. But I can understand. There is a – a reasonable and realistic public debate over those kind of issues. If you can't stand up and say at some point when an infant is alive outside the mother and it's still going to be the mother's choice to kill it, With then, the doctor. We, then you have a problem. And I don't care whether you're a Christian or not a Christian. You should okay? be offended by all. So that. if you if you have no issue with that or you're unwilling to denounce that because, oh, my goodness, that might pare back the protections – well, then you're you're supporting something that is indefensible and wicked. It is. It is. So I, I'm, I'm calling out every Christian. If you think abortion or pro-choice is okay, which I can't imagine how you would, you got to stand up for this. You got to say, no, that's not okay. If you're Virginia or New York, no, it's not okay. And you can't accept that. You can't say, oh, well, you know, it's a woman's choice. Because to me, pro-choice means pro-abortion. Right. It's, and, it's not about choice. It's again, pro-abortion. I'm perfectly content to have someone say, well, how can you defend Donald Trump? You know what? I can give you a lot of reasons, again, mm-hmm. as a non-Trump voter, why a Christian could defend Donald Trump. I can't give you a single reason why a Christian should defend the extension of this policy to infanticide. Because no. that's exactly – you want to make an argument that we're not talking about infanticide? I'd love to hear it. Yeah, I'd love I'd how love you spin that one, how it's not – how it's something different. And don't tell me it's the, the, the children born without lungs. or Maybe that happens. Maybe that happens. But there's a whole lot more abortions happening, and now they have laws. I think, actually, based on more. the information uh, that's been collected by a number of these institutes, again, including the Guttmacher Institute, which is pro-choice mm-hmm. and basically an activist organization, I think we were talking about uh, these late-term pre- – 12,000. 12,000. 12, now, you may say, oh, well, that doesn't seem like a lot. It's more than all the gun homicides, I think, last year in the country. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong about that, but it's a whole bunch. Yeah. Okay. We were worried about properly I'm sure. a, a number of, you know, 
hundreds of people at the border who are being separated from their own, not, not murdered, right. not abused. They were housed separately from their parents. 12,000 babies killed in this fashion, right? It's a lot of kids. We've worried about less than 200 African-Americans each year who are killed by police, mm -hmm. okay, in what are claimed to be, some of them are, unjustified shootings. We're talking about literally, this is, you can go to the Washington Post, they have a running tally of this. It's like 190, mm -hmm. 12,000 per year. Not once. And we're year. just going to we're going to ignore this. I hope that Donald Trump. Now, look, unfortunately, he's not really the best messenger for this. But you know what? Honestly, he's a messenger. We you, got. Could, you could stack up every infidelity and every uh, every instance of lack of character and lie and line that up. Anybody should be able to stand up, including Donald Trump. You know what? I might be flawed and sinful, but I'm not supporting that. There were 538 on the other night that should have been able to stand up and say that. And there are representatives in Congress. Oh, by the way, just, just as an aside, I uh, I didn't watch the State of the Union because I never why, watched the State of the you? Union. Of course, uh, they're all ridiculous. This has nothing to do with party. I, I don't watch I don't them when a Republican one. is president. I don't watch them when Democrats are president. The whole ridiculous spectacle drives me crazy. The <laughs> you know the animatronic sitting and standing and clapping. But I did see the clips, and I, I had to laugh out loud at the whole suffragette caucus, uh -huh. the women in white, like the Stepford. Uh -huh. And the best part. The best part was seeing them all there, you know, again, like these robots looking around. Are, are, are we supposed is the yeah. is the Nancy is the collective supposed to to rise? Is the collective supposed to clap? What are we to do? M Madam Pelosi, tell us. Tell us what we are to do. It, it was amazing. You know what annoyed me? And many things about Nancy Pelosi annoy me. But the fact that Paul Ryan sat behind Barack Obama. He wasn't looking around. He wasn't telling people to stand or sit. He wasn't looking at large, overly large papers the entire time. He wasn't mocking him with a clap. He did his duty as a, as the representative for the, the House. She went out of her way to be disrespectful. She doesn't have to like Donald Trump. He's still the president. Paul Ryan oh. would, have, would have clapped for Hillary Clinton because that's what you do. You're a representative for the, the country. She She clowned herself, in my opinion, no more than she normally does. She's always clowning herself. But the clap she did, the papers, the, the total lack of interest. And she knew she was on TV and she was going to make a statement to say, yep, I don't think you're worth even bothering <laughs> well, to listen to. The, the best thing that's ever been said about Nancy Pelosi, um, and I think I've mentioned this before, but it's such a it's a good line. Dennis Miller said just in terms of her kind of slack jawed. Uh, ever blinking facial expressions is that she looks like a person who is perpetually watching the Hindenburg disaster, like over and over and over and over. <laughs> that's look like that's, that's perfect. That's exactly right. It's exactly right. Oh, they had uh, Chuck Schumer dressed up as the penguin in a mock photo too. So let's move on to something a little funner. 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 Listen to me. I can't even speak English tonight. No math, no English for me. Funnerist. Funnerist. Uh, so there was a, very large game played last week. The results were oh, less than optimal for anybody outside of the bore. five states in the Northeast. Um, my wife was happy. It wasn't even an interesting game. No, it was terrible. It wasn't even worth and watching. you know what? I have to say something. Yeah. Because I don't really watch ESPN very much anymore, but apparently Trey Wingo, who's one of their commenters. I actually like Trey Wingo. 
he went on some rant about, you know, the people that are complaining, yeah, just shut up. You watch the game. No, no, Trey, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a terrible game. And I don't want to hear, oh, it was great because it was a throwback. It was a defensive struggle. No, no, Please. listen. You're I've boring. watched a lot of classic defensive struggles, okay? Listen, Patrick Mahomes, who, of course, is kind of otherworldly, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid scored 31 points in one half against this Patriots defense. Now, the Rams, I think, were either first or second behind the Chiefs all year in offense. I've heard 27 points they scored in right, the regular Right, 32 season. a game. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You scored three points. The pay- this is not the Buddy Ryan Bears. No. Okay? No. <laughs> Bill Belichick, obviously, mastermind, genius, right? Spock cubed, whatever. <laughs> You only mustered three points. That's not all because Bill Belichick is the best schemer in the world. You guys played horribly. Mm. And I predicted this. I predicted this because I said I got off the Jared Goff train when I watched what happened to him when they played the Bears. Because he looked like a guy that had no idea. Now, obviously, you're playing in Soldier Field. It's cold. We gave him but he pass, yeah. was horrendous and threw four picks. But the bigger bigger thing is when you got him off schedule, when he couldn't do play action, take his drop, and survey the field, he was terrible, and he looked exactly – look, he missed about four or five wide-open throws in oh, that yeah. game that should have won the game. Yeah. The one that was knocked away in the end zone – if he had thrown it about three seconds sooner, which he should have, yeah. that's a touchdown. Easily. He missed another guy when he tried to go down the sideline, which Romo pointed out, streaking down the middle, like literally not someone within 30 yards. He was awful. Yeah, his timing was off. He, did look, he looked like he couldn't find a receiver to save his can life. The, um, can the imposter who is Todd Gurley pick up the white courtesy phone? Yeah. What is going on with not that? Not a clue. Not a clue. They paid him all that money. He was very good through most of the season. He got to the last three games. He is, now, look, they keep saying, and he's he, has, he hasn't gone into surgery, right? That's what everyone was expecting is, look, they're not telling you he's injured. He's going to have a scope. Nothing. This guy is supposedly one of the top three backs in the NFL. He was an afterthought. He barely pr- produced anything. He, he was nothing. C.J. Anderson didn't do much. He, I give Wade Phillips a lot of credit. He, yes. he held the... He held the Patriots to 13 Wade points. Wade Phillips was the hero of the game for them. 13 points. I mean, now listen, you can say it was boring, but he got the 13 points. You hold the Patriots to 13 points. You have to win that game. You expect to. When you have the super genius as your coach. You get 32 points average per game, 28 in the playoffs, and you still can't get more than three? Yeah. It, 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 was, was, it, it was, was really pathetic. bad. So, in honor of the AAF launching tonight, yes, which, if you don't know, is a... Is that the Albanian Air Force? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> what is the, that? <laughs> it's the, the All-American Football League. But wait a minute. That's that's L. Well, they don't have the L. It's just AAF. Because you can't do AFL. Well, there A-A- used to be the AFL. There was an AAFL in the 50s. That's where the Browns came yes. from. Yes. But this is the AAF, not to be confused with the XFL, which is coming later. Right. And that's the Vince else. McMahon production, right? Yes. So they've got eight teams. They started tonight, San Diego Fleet. I assume you're going to root for San Diego because Mike no, Martz I'm not, is the coach. I'm not watching the A-A-L-F-O-X. <laughs> I don't. So in, in honor of that, I thought I'd come up with our best sports movie since football's oh, over. that's right. So your favorite sports movie and why, and before you start, you're wrong. You said you thought you might have one that was something I've never well, seen, so I don't okay, know if I can I'm, say I'm it's quickly, wrong until I'm then. I'm quickly going through. Okay, I still have to say... I mean, you can pick Rocky if you want to. No, but it's no, not. no, 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 it's no. Not it's not really a sports movie. Okay. Um, 
Okay, first of all, a couple of things, just sort of to um, for some context. Okay. Any sports movie that is otherwise excellent in terms of dialogue or whatever, if the sports don't look right, forget it. I agree. So if it's a football movie if and you, they look like you're on a soundstage, Okay, stage, so for instance, let me it. give you some examples, and there's many of them. Now, The Blind Side is not really a sports movie, but no. have you ever? Did you watch The Blind Side? Mm-hmm. Okay, if you haven't watched I The Blind it. Side, this is made. It's a very loose, very loosely based <laughs> story about Michael Orr, um, who was yes. an NFL. Michael Orr, the name Michael Orr was in the movie. <laughs> That's where it ends. I think the, the well, similarities. Well, no, but end. he he was basically he was he was adopted by a, a very wealthy white family, Chewy. taken into yes, taken into their home, um, basically out of the mean streets. And he went on to star at Ole Miss, and then I think is he still playing? If he isn't, he just know. recently he, he retired. Was with the Ravens and he was he with went the Ravens. For, I mean, he had a long and lucrative and, and very successful NFL career. But the first scene of football in that movie, or one of them, is when Michael Ower, who has suddenly realized because he's a gentle soul, and so he doesn't, yes. he's not aggressive, and then. Mama Tui comes down and says, Michael, <laughs> what you need to do is protect your family. And then he then, in a game, pile drives. He's an offensive lineman. Um, the the redneck uh, defensive end who's been tormenting him and literally pushes him 60 yards backwards down the field and then throws him over the fence uh, as if this happened in a football game. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not paying attention to this movie again. Another movie that was actually a good movie, but that I refused to take seriously, and the football scenes were okay, is the um, Remember the Titans. Yeah, okay? that wasn't bad. The football scenes were okay. They were pretty well it's done. Better than radio. The uh, Now, maybe this is true. If mm-hmm. this is true, I will recant. The whole ridiculous song and dance routine that they do when they're coming onto the field. I don't know if that's true or no. not. I it, know somebody who could tell us. It can't be true because it's absurd. I know somebody who could tell us. We have a friend who grew up in the town next door to that to them. And look, I don't mind the I don't mind the All Blacks doing their little their famous dance. That kind of gets annoying. Honestly. Well, of course it's annoying, <laughs> but that's what they do. I forget what it's called. Um, the, but I refuse to believe that they were doing some. I don't even remember what the song is they're dancing to. I can't remember. No either. legitimate football team, <laughs> high school football team. does that. <laughs> Not even a no. college professional. All right, so with that said, um, look, I have to say Hoosiers. It's a good one. It's a good one. I want to say you're wrong, but it's a good movie. I mean, I just have to say Hoosiers. I mean, there's nothing. That movie is awesome. Everything about that movie is good. Everything about that movie is good. Except what? except for Barbara Hershey. She's not good. I don't really like Barbara Hershey. Do you like it because it's more closely tied to reality? Like it's closer well, based well, to a true look, story it is, than it is. It is. I mean, no, I'm sure com- there's there's complete, many embellishments, but, but that yeah. is an actual true story right. that um, Hickory High yep. did a very very small school in Indiana somehow managed to win the state title. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, Gene Hackman is great. The basketball scenes, for the most part, are pretty good, mm-hmm. pretty well done. Nothing glaring where you're like, oh my word, this is this is terrible. I can't. This is not a real basketball game. Mm-hmm. That's. I mean, that's got to be at the top of my list. Now, what's what's yours? So. I want to. I have a couple that I like, and I and they're not all for different reasons and different emotional times when I saw them. Uh, and this, I'm going to say some, but they're not my favorite. Cool Runnings, I liked because this of is the, the Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah, it was it was a little comedic, fun. Uh, that first of all, no, no, I know, the, comedic that's, doesn't make it that a bad. That doesn't count as a sport. 
That does not count as a sports <laughs> movie. No. Jamaican bobsled. Are, is I not... mean, what if there's a movie about curling? No, no. I don't know how you can make rhythmic a movie about gymnastics. Curling. No, I'm sorry. Winter uh, Olympic okay, sports. Okay. That doesn't count. No Winter Olympic sports. So I didn't say it was my favorite, but I, I said it, I liked it because I really enjoyed the movie. My daughter really liked Eddie the Eagle. No, which was a long. Well, where you have this Winter Olympic fixation? I don't have it. That's just the movies that she likes. She liked both of those movies, so that's that's what I'm looking at. That was with uh, Taron Egger- Edgerton or something, right? Yeah, I can't remember his name. By the way, if you don't know who Eddie the Eagle was, he was, was a uh, an English guy who competed in the what 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 Olympics? Calgary '88. Yes, as a um, a ski jumper. Yeah, long ski jumper, and, and he was terrible, and he almost killed himself. But he became sort of this folk hero because but they they raised the the minimum you had to do loophole, just for him, right? For a loophole, he kind of got into the Olympic games and then competed now, to be fair wolverine was his coach yes in the movie that's so right. that helps me like it. right i really enjoyed friday night lights the that's, movie that's and a, the, no, the tv show no, that's, actually that was going to be one the ones i mentioned and, and that's I, a good movie and i think while the action wasn't a hundred percent accurate it was really nice the way it was portrayed peter berg did a good job and he also went on to do the series friday night lights which was slightly different than what the is movie. it clear eyes full hearts yeah. something like that Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Yeah. I think it was. Well, I like Peter Berg, actually. Yeah, and uh, I think he does a director. good job, and it made you feel like you were part of the game. And, and, and just the magnitude of football in Texas uh, in the 80s, and it was probably still today. I was going to say, it it's changed, not limited to the not, 80s. Probably not limited to that. But I think that's, to me, it's just a nice movie. Now, you could, you could do Rocky, but I don't well, think What's Rocky, your second? Okay, so what's your – because I know exactly what my second my is, and you'll, second? Never, you'll never guess what it is. Raging Bull? Nope, it's no. not. No, I mean, yeah, Jake LaMotta, you know, whatever. It's, I didn't. Cinderella Man didn't do it for me. Actually, I did like. I Cinderella liked it, Man. but I, didn't I think love we it. also have to take boxing out. Boxing is its own category. Okay, that's fair. Because all the Rocky movies are they get progressively yeah. less realistic as you. go I did on, enjoy obviously. Cinderella Man. I, for the most part, like Ron Howard as a director, and and Russell Crowe was very good in that movie. Although the unfairness in that movie. It, because they had to make a villain, is that he when he wins the famous fight against Max Schmeling, mm-hmm. they made Max Schmeling into this over the top cartoonish villain, and he actually wasn't like that at all. No, but he, he was, was German. You were, exactly. <laughs> right. It was easy. But he, he was actually, a, from what I've read about him, a, really sort of a, a very gentlemanly man. Yeah. And so they made him into this ridiculous villain character. Um, you know, I guess they did that for dramatic effect. Fine. I have to pick somebody, right? Somebody's, so what's your second? Without limits. I mean, you don't even know what that movie's about. Oh, I feel like I vaguely do. Go ahead and discuss, because I'm not positive I remember that one. So this movie, bizarrely, I think in the same year, there were two movies that came out about Steve Prefontaine. Now, if you don't know, you probably don't even know who Steve Prefontaine is. I do, sadly. He was a a very (laughs) famous American track star um, who died sort of Jimmy Dean-like when he was... I want to say something. You're taking out cool runnings about bobsledding, but we're going to talk about track and field. Oh, no. Listen, there is no comparison. This movie is actually superb. Um, it, it's not like it's not Chariots a, of fire. If you watch without limits. So here's the thing. There's a couple reasons why this movie is so good. Number one, it's based on a true story. Number two, Billy Crudup, uh, who's a very good and underrated actor, literally transforms himself into Steve Prefontaine. If you watch. If you watch it in the movie, they actually have some footage of the real Steve Prefontaine. Mm-hmm. It is he runs he like, is, a lot like him. He runs like him. He looks like him. Donald Sutherland, who's a great actor, that's a hard one to do too. I don't plays his coach. So the whole the story about Prefontaine, which is true, is that he's this basically this prodigy who gr- grows up in Coos Bay, 
Oregon. He's obsessed with running. But his thing is that he refuses, he runs as hard as he can from the minute the gun goes off. And now he's not running sprints. He's running long-distance events. I think at the Olympics he was running the 5,000 meters. Okay, So this is, this is a guy that runs long distances. And so as he gets to Oregon and he has Bill Bowerman, who is the real coach, played by Donald Sutherland, who is this legendary coach, one of the most in all of track and field. He's actually the guy that first came up with sort of Nike sneakers and all this kind of thing. And Bowerman keeps telling him, look, at the Olympic level, at the elite level, you cannot run like this <laughs> because the rabbits, right? There's literally guys in these races who are known to be the rabbits to push the pace. Well, they die mm -hmm. because you can't over that length against world-class runners run that way. You're going to die. And so what Prefontaine would tell him is, now, I don't know if this is exactly what he said to Bowerman, but running in this fashion is chicken you-know-what. Like, in other <laughs> words, if I can't run full out and win – and I have to lag behind and draft, I ain't going to do that. And so it's this constant battle between these two. And then it, it talks, actually, this is true, is that he ran at the Munich Olympics, which, of mm -hmm. course, was overtaken by the slaughter of uh, the, the Israeli Olympic team by terrorists. 72, yep. And the race that he ran at the Olympics, he finished fourth. And the reason he finished fourth is because to hear the movie tell it, and I think this is probably mostly true, is he ran Bowerman's race for the first, I guess, two laps, got stuck in the pack, and then basically tried to outrun everyone at the end and, and broke the world record for the last, basically, two laps, but he was too far behind these elite guys. Mm -hmm. It's Look, the movie is awesome. It is a really good movie. It, the fact that you compared it to Cool Runnings is no, like... No, no. Comparing track and field versus bobsledding. What's the difference? Oh, in terms of the top, because it's Summer Olympics. That's oh, why. Okay. The Summer Olympics count. The only thing that counts in the Winter Olympics is hockey. That's it. Oh, and downhill skiing. So, so we we can't use the uh, 1980 Olympic hockey. All the skiing, one? all the skiing, and the hockey counts. That's it. So we can't go with the... no biathlon, right? <laughs> no curling what are the other you know, no figure skating i'm sorry that if you're wearing if you're wearing sequined bedazzled costume that doesn't count if it's choreographed to music well, it doesn't count i don't like anything where you have to be judged i think we've talked about that yes in the past. if you're judged on what it is then it really doesn't matter so miracle that could be my second best well, it's hockey. I know, I said, but hockey counts. But I, I think Miracle will be my second best now that I'm thinking about it because I, I just like the story right. and the build-up. But that's just... that's only good. Well, it's good because it was well done. Kurt Russell is really good yeah. as um, what's the the oh, coach geez. Quinn? I can't remember his name now. Who? who oh. I'll tell you in a second. Uh, Herb Brooks. Why did I say Quinn? I don't know. That's terrible. Herb Brooks. Herb Brooks. <laughs> the famous speech, all that. Of course, beat the you know beat the Russians. Probably still the greatest sporting upset because what people don't understand is that the difference between that American team in terms of talent and that Russian team, it was, was astronomical. It was basically the equivalent of the, the best division one college hockey team beating the mighty ducks, uh, right? Beating an, <laughs> beating an NHL team. Yeah. Essentially. Well, in terms of the was. talent that yeah. was on those teams, those, those crazy. guys had been professionals for right. Just crazy before these. So, things. yeah. So that's, so that's your top two. Then. Yeah. I think in your top two would be without a 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of other good sports movies, but I'm telling you, Without Limits is really good. And the other one that was made about Prefontaine, not good at all. One Mile, I think it was. Oh, I don't know yeah. what it was. It does, it does I was going to go with the bull riding one, but I decided Ooh. not to. Bull riding? No, Eight seconds? Really. No. <laughs> I know what. Days of Thunder. There you go. Oh, no. I... Tom Cruise and Robert Duvall. No. NASCAR, baby. No, no. Not for me. I, I, no. I saw Days of Thunder one time. I'd rather watch the Ballad of Ricky Bobby before I watch. Yeah, Days well, they're of they're actually again. pretty similar. They are the same movie, just with different actors. <laughs> one plays it straight, one plays it comedically, but they're the same movie. Well, the thing is, they play it straight, and it's still kind of comedic. So that's <laughs> that's. I'm not sure if that's what they were going for. I doubt that's what they look for. That was our sports movies in honor of the AAF. We should have really done a top three. I mean, you can't do a top. Well, what's your third one? Now? I don't know. I have to think now. Quickly, quickly, think of your third one. My third one. Uh... Boy, I I can't think of a great one. You know, League of Their Own was. Funny. You know what? League I like of Their Own one. is pretty entertaining. Actually, it's entertaining. I don't know how factual it was, but it was. It felt. I, I like enjoyable. I don't think I. I, liked, could, I don't think I could put that as number three though. Well, I'm just trying to think of something I enjoyed watching from a sport. You know, because I like the Rocky movies, but I can't put Blue them Chips straight. was actually a pretty good movie Slapshot. back in the day. No, no, come on. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a good comedy. Yeah. Well, you don't you don't think any sports. You know what? I know what my third one is, and this probably doesn't count. Really, it shouldn't count. Is it a winter sport? Tin cup. I do like tin cup. Tin I'll cup give you is that. good. Ron Shelton, of course. Now you could also then say Bull Durham. Um, I didn't like Bull Durham. As much. I didn't like. I didn't really like Bull Durham. I know a lot of people love Bull Durham. Yeah, it's okay. I actually think tin cup is really good. I agree and with you, that. You'd be amazed because it's about golf. But Kevin Costner, but in a funny is, way. Kevin Costner is awesome in it. Don Johnson is awesome. It's it's actually really good. Yes. It's very entertaining. If you haven't watched it, it's it, he beats a guy with a rake. He beats a guy on a golf right. course with a rake. Roy McAvoy. <laughs> He's in his own head most of the time. He a beats driving a guy with a rake. range pro from Armadillo, Texas, and, and it's he exactly what you think. He puts himself in contention at the U.S. Open. Yes. Now you don't think uh, the Adam Sandler golf movie was uh, Happy Gilmore? Yeah. You know what? That might have been the last good movie that Adam Sandler. Uh, well, good, I use that as a relative. Was that his uh, second one? <laughs> yeah, I I just don't understand. Billy I actually Madison. have nothing against Adam Sandler, but I just don't understand how he just keeps getting paid to make movies. It's the same mystery as how Tyler Perry <laughs> keeps getting paid to make. It's unbelievable. I have to say, Adam Sandler is just a slight bit more entertaining to me than than uh, Tyler Perry. Yes, but not but, by much. But I don't understand how either of them. Like, how do these just keep getting green lighted? This uh, is unreal. I, I don't know. They think maybe they think their box office draws that they just aren't still doing. I I don't know. Tyler Perry in Alex Cross. He's not. He's dressed as a man the entire movie. Yeah, not like Grandma. <laughs> grandma goes to you know the Crab Medea, Nebula. Medea, Medea goes, goes to, jail to or, yes, yeah. goes to undersea, goes to the Mariana <laughs> Trench. Like what? Oh, it's funny though. So that's that's all I got. You got I got one thing I want to tell you. Driving incident happened to me yesterday. Oh, okay. So you tell me if I was in the wrong because I, I you, wanna, were, you were not in the wrong. Or, I you, already know. You don't even know. So I'm on a I'm on a. Actually, I should reserve comment because he and I do disagree on the driving rules. No, nah, I think you're going to agree with me on this. But if I'm wrong, you tell me I'm wrong. I'm on a three lane road. One once you get through the intersection, one lane turns left into a truck stop. The left lane turns left into a truck stop. The right lane turns onto a major highway. And going straight stays on a state route. Okay, that seems okay. fairly straightforward. So the light's really long. It's like two and a half minute long light because of all the traffic coming from all the different directions. It's it's near the interstate. So I'm sitting there waiting for my turn. What lane are you in? I'm in the middle lane because I'm going straight. Okay. I'm going on the state road. There's a car. There's a big dually truck on my left. There's a truck in front of me, a, a, a 
semi truck in front of me, cars behind me, and then there's people in the other lane trying to get onto the turnpike. Right, and so they're assuming the, the right lane. I'm assuming is flowing. Are they are they turning? There's a, there's a light for them too, so they're going to turn into the. So there's no turn on on red. No turn on red. Okay, anywhere. So everyone is stopped. Everybody stopped. So the light turns green for everybody. The people getting onto the turnpike go to the right and get on the turnpike. People going straight, which is me, people in front of me and behind me, go straight. Big dually truck on my left, which is supposed to be turning left into the truck stop, decides he wants to get over. So he's up high. He's raised raised on big tires, and I'm driving a little car, and he starts to come over, so I beep the horn, like, don't come and hit me. So he jerks the wheel back over, races around the truck in front of me, cuts across the, the straight line and into, on the turnpike, it's on the turnpike ramp to go up on. The passenger gets out halfway out the window. His waist is out, and he flips me off and starts cursing me. And I'm wait, like, wait, let me understand. So he actually needed to get over two lanes. Correct. And he's mad at me because he was in the wrong lane, and I wouldn't yeah, just no, get out of his way. No, that's ridiculous. I'm I mean, like, listen, <laughs> it, it would be at least arguable if you see, because sometimes, like, okay, I, I don't understand personally how this happens, mm-hmm. that you're in the prominently displayed turn lanes, <laughs> exactly. and then you go, oh, actually, I want to go straight. It can happen, okay? Sure, so sure. if it was just a matter of, all right, I just want to get into your lane and there's enough space, it sounded like he was already kind of forcing his way over to begin He was with. trying to and there's nowhere for me what to go. What he should have done is put on his blinker and sat there and, and waited. waited till someone took mercy on him and said, get over. Yeah. But he was trying to get all the way over onto the, I'm sorry, no, no. I, th- I thought, you're... You're cursing me out and flipping me off because you were in the wrong, and I pointed it out because I didn't want to get hit? I'm sorry. I don't know how that's my well, fault. Well, because here's the thing. You know what would have happened? He would have had to jam his way in front of you and then st- stop and, and then jam his way further over. Mm-hmm. So he would have been basically causing road rage among multiple people. Yes. No, you know what you do? Here's what you have to do. You take your medicine. You turn left. <laughs> exactly. You come back around, around, and you sit at the light, and then you go across. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I mean, going across two lanes from that position is ridiculous. Well, it's still, I think it's dangerous, but it's it's a two-and-a-half-minute light. It's a long light. I too will, bad, I buddy. I admit that. It's you a long get, light. You get one lane of grace. Yes. You do not get to cross two lanes, so particularly I'm... when everyone is at a stop. Yes. That's the other problem. <laughs> yeah, nobody's moving. If you're moving at 50 miles an hour, you might be able to kind of slice your way over. Yep. Yep. No, from an immediate stop trying to do that, that's crazy. It, it, I, I, thought, I thought I was in the right, but I thought... Tony will know. Tony will know if I'm in the right. I have the verdict is you are in the right. <laughs> and there's you. no there will be no dispute to that. Thank you. That's all I got, Tony. How about you? That is it. All right. Thank you for joining us. I'm Chad. I'm Tony. Good night. This has been a Hannah Tree production.